Are you thinking about starting your own cash practice? Maybe you've already started your own practice and you're starting to realize that there's a lot to learn when it comes to business. We can be great clinicians, but if we don't understand the business side of having our own practice, we're going to have a hard time being successful in business. Guys, I wrote a book for you and I took everything that I've learned over the last five years of running successful cash practice here in Atlanta. And I put it in this book and I gave you everything that you need to be able to start and scale that practice past yourself. That book is called Fuck Insurance. And if you don't like the title, the book is not for you. If you do like the title, it's the exact book that you need to be reading right now. I show you exactly how to start. I show you what's important when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to operations, and what stage you're actually at in the business. You know, where you're at, what you need to focus on while you're there, and how to get to the next stage. I'm trying to set it up in a way where you can get some clarity in your business. And the book for now is 100% free. All you have to do is go to finsurancebook.com. That's finsurancebook.com and get your free copy of the book that I wrote specifically to help you be successful in business. The book is free. All you got to do is pay for it to get to your door so that I don't lose my shirt on giving everybody all these books and sending them around the world. And again, head to finsurancebook.com, learn how to run a successful cash practice today. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on guys? Dr. Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and today we're talking about the power of thought and what you turn your attention to, why it's so important, and uh, I want to tell you a story about something that uh, you know that I was able to accomplish. And looking back, not knowing much at the time about this idea of focusing your attention on the right things, um, there are some things that I just inadvertently did the right way that I think really led to, um, you know, some really positive things that have happened in my life. And I did a post, uh, on Instagram about this the other day, um, just showing a picture of myself and one of my classmates who, uh, graduated with me, Pat Casey, uh, in the same class at Baylor, you know, walking into the building, uh, right as we were going to a graduation ceremony. And, um, you know, the, the army Baylor program is where I went and did my, you know, uh, graduate work, right? So uh, for those of you that don't know about it, it is a, uh, it's a three-year program that the Army has in San Antonio at the Army Medical Center, uh, um, a student center. So they have like their education center there with physician assistants. So they have PT. I think they have dietitians. They might have OT there now. By the time, there's a few programs that were there, but the, the Army Baylor program is a physical therapy program that they have. And, uh, you know, I, I actually found out about this program when I was um, in high school. So my mom is a occupational therapist and uh, she worked at the VA hospital for years. And I vividly remember going, um, you know, trying to figure out what I want to do whenever, you know, I, I, I finally grew up. And I think I was a junior in high school at the time. And I had a knee surgery a year before that from a football injury. And uh, so I knew what 
PT was. Um, you know, my mom was an OT, so I was familiar with uh, th that side of things. But um, when I was at the VA hospital, I, uh, I got a chance to interact with somebody that had gone through the Army Baylor program. He was working at the VA hospital there. And uh, as he was telling me about the program and then what he got to do in the military as a, as a PT, I was like, this is perfect. You know, I'd started to become interest in, interested in uh, PT, but I really had this strong desire to go in the military. And this seemed to mesh what I wanted to do really well with, uh, you know, being a clinician, but also being able to serve uh, on active duty in the army. So uh, that was it. From that moment on, that's the only place that I wanted to go. That's the only program I wanted to get into. And I just started to realize that in order to do so, I had to go through certain undergraduate programs. I had to, you know, volunteer certain places. Um, I had to, you know, get uh, letters of recommendation from certain people. But from the time that I was 16, you know, I knew what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. And I was, you know, borderline um, obsessive over that program. I had no other uh, backup plan. And when I want to talk about the power of thought, you know, some, sometimes just get, coming to this point of conviction is, is challenging. For me, it happened really early, um, which I'm fortunate that it did. I didn't have to kind of figure out what I wanted to do for, for a long time. But when I look back, there's a few things that you know, I, I think any of you could benefit from if you're really trying to achieve, uh, you know, a challenging goal. And, and, and you know, the acceptance rates uh, of this school are very low. You know, they have a lot of um, qualified candidates. Half of it, half of the people in the program come from uh, active duty already. So they've already they graduated from a, a military academy. They are already active duty um, doing something else. They're transferring over uh, from, you know, different jobs. So half of those spots are gone. So there's really only like, 10 to 12 spots that are actually available for everybody else in the entire country that applies for it. So I knew it was very competitive. And, you know, when I look back on it, I think one of the advantages I had was I was literally, I, I no question in my mind, I was going to go to this school. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples of this idea of sort of power of, of thought and how you can start to build this in to what you do on a daily basis to really achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And, and I'll give you an idea of what I'm doing, what I do currently as well to really help me stay focused on the right things for what I want to do going forward. And, you know, as, as I, I, you know, remember kind of learning about this and diving into it and, and getting more information about it. Um, I knew that one of the big uh, requirements was that you had to have, you know, a certain amount of um, hours, uh, recommendation hours or, or uh, 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 shadowing hours, I should say, uh, so that you could get accepted. And, and the, the minimum was 50. So I decided Instead of 50, I was trying to get, I was going to get 500. So I wanted to make it uh, not even close in terms of, you know, how many hours I had. And so I, I took an entire summer uh, and worked at a military hospital as an intern. I was there all day, every day for the entire summer, basically. And, um, and I knew that the guy that was running the, the, the PT program was a Fulberg colonel, uh, which, is, which is a fairly high rank, really high rank, I should say, for a PT in the Army. So I thought if I could do a really good job, I could get a bunch of hours, and I could get a letter of recommendation from this guy, that uh, it would really help my, my chances. And I could really get kind of uh, like dive into the military system and see how they do things and what they're working with. And it was great. I actually had a great time uh, interning with them and learning a ton about it. Uh, I ended up getting a letter of recommendation. Uh, from from this guy, and uh, that just went straight to what my overall goal was, which to get in this program. Now, where things got really interesting, as I sort of got a little further along in school, I had to go through the interview process, the application process, the the military physical process, all these things, 
before officially getting accepted. And before I actually even got accepted, I, but when people would ask me like, Oh, what are you doing after you graduate? I would tell them like, I'm going in the army as a physical therapist. I'm going to be in the army Baylor program. Or I would tell them like, yeah, I, I start, the program starts in, you know, August. So in August, I'm going to be heading to San Antonio. And I hadn't even gotten accepted at the, at that point. I hadn't even heard that I was in, I had only been applying and, and doing the interviews and doing all the steps that were necessary for it. But I was so sure, like, I, I, I just, I, I don't even know what I would have done if I w- ha- wouldn't have gotten in. And mentally I was there. That's all I thought about. It's all I wanted to do. I had no backup plan. I didn't apply to any other school. I didn't know what I was going to do besides that. All I knew was that's what was going to happen to me. And people would ask me, you know, then I would tell them straight up, like, yeah, I'm going to be in the army. I'm going to go to this program. It starts this time. So I'll be in San Antonio at this point as if I was already in. And I remember Ashley uh, at the time, you know, we were still, we were dating. In fact, we were engaged. And I told her about, I was uh, in a, in a, just a, a bull, bullshit, uh, easy a class called the psychology of stress, which looking back, actually, I should have paid more attention to, I think would have been really beneficial as an entrepreneur, but, uh, it was an easy a, and part of what we had to do like day one was go around and say what we're majoring in, what a next step is for us. Um, you know, and, and just kind of introduce yourself. And when it came to me, you know, I, I, I talked about Ashley and how we were going to get uh, married. And this was in uh, the very last semester I was in. So this was in January. We were getting married in May. And uh, I said, you know, I'm going to get married. Then I'm heading straight off to, uh, you know, basic basic training. I'm starting this uh, this Army Army Baylor program. Then I'll go through, a, a you know, a, a doctorate program for three years. And, and then I'll chip off to, you know, wherever military base they send me to. And I literally, I, I didn't say that it is, this is what I want to do. I told them, this is what's happening. This is what I'm going to be doing. And I remember her saying like, that's crazy. What if that doesn't happen? Like these people, you know, they, you just told them you were doing that. And I didn't even think that that was weird. I was like, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what, what I will do. I guess I'll just tell them I, that it didn't work out. But the way I phrased it, the way I presented it as, as, as if it had already happened to me. And, you know, I think that when you, get to a point where you have mentally, you're already there. Like, you know, this is going to happen. This is the person I'm going to be with. This is the thing I'm going to do. This is the, the accomplishment that I'm going to have, the business I'm going to start, the direction that I'm going to go, the change you want to see be made in many ways. When you get there mentally, you'll get there physically. Like, because I, I think if I hadn't gotten in, what would have happened is I would have worked somewhere for a year. I would have reapplied and I would have done the whole thing all over again. There's just no way I wasn't going to that program. It was, it was it, uh, it was, it was happening. And that's how like mentally locked in I was. And when I think back on it, you know, part of this is recommendations. It's your scores, your tests, all this stuff. I didn't have the best grades. I had, my grades were fine, but I think our average GPA to get into that program was like, like a three, nine something. I definitely wasn't there. Um, my test scores weren't great. You know, I mean, they were average. Everything was average basically. Um, but what I, I did and what I think set apart where, uh, you know, I was and where a lot of people were that probably had better grades than me were, were two things. Number one, I spent 500 plus hours in a military base and really proved that this is what I wanted to do. So, you know, thoughts are one thing, but like thoughts lead to action and you have to take action on those things that are going to drive you to the goal that you have. So I think that was a huge advantage. The other thing was a phone interview. And I think that I talk to people and I can tell when they have conviction about something that they want to do. Many of you probably can. 
it's innate. I think it's a deep rooted thing that we, that, that we all have as somewhat of a superpower. You can tell by the tone of somebody's voice, by the way they answer questions, by the way that they talk about things, their level of conviction of, of how certain they are uh, of, uh, of how much they want something. And, you know, I look back on that and, and I'm, you know, the professor that I did the interview with, he and I, he was, you know, we, he was one of my favorite professors. I really, I really liked him. I liked his style. Um, and you know, I just, I just wonder if like that was something he noticed as well, because at the time I didn't think of it, but when I talk to people, I know I can tell like, Oh, within a short period of time, if somebody's going to be successful, they're going to get what they want based on the way that they talk about the thing that they want. And, you know, I have to think that that has something to do also with, you know, my ability to get into a program I probably was underqualified for compared to many other people. And once, you know, that all went through, it was like, I wasn't surprised. You know, it sounds weird. I wasn't surprised. It was just cool. I, I'd already accepted it. I'd, I'd already thought that this was going to happen. I was sure this was going to happen. So when it happened, everybody was really excited. And I was, I was excited for sure, but I was just kind of like, you know, sure it was going to happen. And I was on to the next thing, uh, of, of whatever the next you know step was to achieve the goal that I wanted. So I, I think when you look at a superpower that you can cultivate, everybody can improve this. This is the thing. It's free. It doesn't require anything but like time and some energy. It's really working on your mental framework, your, your approach to the things that you want, not necessarily just think that you want them, but that you're going to achieve them. Not on, not on a superficial level. You know, it's not like looking at yourself in the mirror and saying like, you know what, Danny, people like you, right. And like, you say that enough to yourself and then you start thinking that people like you, like who fucking cares if somebody likes you first, but like, that's not going to work. You have to deep down believe that what you do is valuable, that what you're going to do is going to happen and that you're going to be successful in whatever it is that you want to do. And it sounds like, like some woo made up stuff, but I can tell you there's so many examples that I have in my life that have led to things that I've been able to get into, to accomplish both personally and on the business side that start with me deciding what I want and fixating on that and fixating on what I need to do in order to accomplish that over a long period of time, because it typically doesn't happen quickly. You know, so first realize what do you want? What's important to you? What's that goal you want to achieve? Then every day you need to think about it. You need to think about what, why you want it, what it's going to be like when you achieve it and what you need to do to take steps to be able to actually achieve that. One thing that we do now, and this is what I sort of alluded to that you can add in as well is what we call a vision statement. So it's creation of a document that basically in a paragraph form explains what you want your life to look like in the present or in the, in the future. So, you know, you could say, you know, maybe you don't have kids or maybe you're not married, but in this paragraph, you're going to write about yourself. If you want, if that's what you want, you're going to write those things in, you know, Danny's married with two, two kids has a great relationship with all of them. You know, like you're going to write this stuff in, obviously sub in your name and what things you want, you know, what kind of, company you want, what kind of job you want, how much you're going to make, where you're going to live, you know, where your kids go to school, vividly detail this out, put images in there of what things are going to look like in your life. And then put things in there that resonate with you. They're going to help you stay on tracks. So we call these non-negotiables. So maybe it's exercising X number of times per week. Maybe it's reading a, a, a personal development book every single month. You know, maybe it's, you know, going and doing this online course or whatever it might be, but these non-negotiables of what you're going to do to help chip away at getting to the place where you want to go. And then the last thing, some people call these affirmations. I just think that they're just bullet points of things you want to remember, right? Like I put, 
phrases and, and quotes in there of things that are important to me, you know, and things that I want to remember, right? Like being the person that my kids deserve and my wife deserves. Like I put that in my vision statement. I think about that every morning as I look at this while I'm drinking my coffee, I read through this vision statement and it helps put me and maintain me on the right trajectory for what I'm trying to do you know, for where I want my life to go. And it sounds like this is stringent. It's very strict and requires a lot of discipline. Yes, it absolutely does. 100%. You have to have a lot of discipline to be able to, first of all, understand what you want, write it out, stick to it and achieve it over a long period of time. But there's really no shortcut. I'm not sure what to tell you if you think you can achieve challenging goals and with minimal work in a short period of time. It just doesn't work that way. You know, you have to really look at this in the long-term game of what you're doing. So really think in paragraphs, I'll write out what you want in your life, put images in there that look like the things that you want or the things you already have that you want to maintain, you know, non-negotiables of what you're going to do each week, each month, each year, they're going to lead you to that goal. And then, you know, quotes and affirmations of things that are valuable to you that remind you of what you want to be as a person or what you want to strive to be as you improve. And those will help set you up to remember what you need to work on every single day. To, to start your day off in a way where you're focused on the right things and focus on the long-term goal because it's a long time. You know, you may talk, you're talking years with many of these things that you have to work towards in order to actually achieve those. But every single one of you that's listening to this, you know, you have an advanced degree, you know, many of you, you've gone to school for a long time, you know, undergrad, grad school, you're looking at six to eight years, you know, of, of time. And if you can do that, that's a long-term perspe- perspective, right? Like you didn't say like, well, I got to get this degree in six weeks. So you're capable of looking at these things long-term. You just have to decide what you want outside of that and what that looks like and what steps you need to take to actually get there. What kind of person do you need to turn into to be ready for that opportunity to, to be the person that can handle that, that can actually put yourself in the position you need to be long-term. That might even be the bigger change that has to occur because it's funny what we see outside you know, you see like physically, we'll see things where people make changes if they're training or they're changing their diet or their clothes or whatever it is and get a haircut, whatever. Physically, they they look different. But what we don't see and what's so hard for you to see and, and maintain, you know, your ability to stay on track is the internal changes that are occurring with you, with the way that you view the world, the lens at which you view things through, the way that you handle challenges, the way that you handle success, the way that you handle yourself and people around you and the example that you're starting to create internally that then starts to be shown in your leadership style to everybody else around you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your employees, all of this stuff is internal and you can't see it. You know, it's, it's happening, but you can't see it like you can looking in the mirror. And that's where you can get frustrated and be, you know, taken off track. So if you can really define what you want and look at that every single morning and start your day with the tasks, the things, the reminders that you need to maintain focus on where you're trying to go, the likelihood of you getting there is much, much higher. And if you can get there mentally first, if you can say, you know, hey, I'm already in this program. I already have this business. I already have this successful relationship, whatever it might be. Mentally, you're there. I don't know why it works this way. All I know is it's going to happen for you. It's just the way it works. If your mind gets there, your actions will follow. If your actions follow, the success, the change, whatever you're looking for will happen. You have to trust in the process, but this is a huge part of what I've found, you know, with the success that I have had, you know, over the last however many years, I guess 10, 12 years of achieving things that 
were, were challenging, achieving things that many people haven't been able to do. And it has to do with the day-to-day activities and the discipline you have with yourself to stick to the right things, not give up, not get sidetracked with shiny object syndrome, off to the next thing, whatever it might be, and stick to those things. And that comes down to what you do on a daily basis in particular in the morning and reminding yourself of what is important, why you need it, and get there mentally first. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.